Hey, Rick Says here. Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Biz Podcast, where I hope to provide entertaining conversations with retailers, brand managers, athletes, executives, and others in the outdoor biz to get their stories, tips, strategies, productivity, tricks, and ideas that you can apply and take your career or business to the next level. This episode is brought to you by Rumpel. I use my Rumpel blanket on chilly photo shoot mornings making coffee. I love it. My Rumpel blanket takes the chill off while I'm waiting for the water to boil. It also keeps me toasty stargazing at night. Get 15% off your Rumpel blanket with code OUTDOORBIZPOD at rumpel.com. That's O-U-T-D-O-O-R-B-I-Z-P-O-D for 15% off your next Rumpel blanket at R-U-M-P-L dot com. Hello, everyone. Today we're speaking with serial adventure traveler and newly appointed managing director for Tracks and Trails, Chez Chesick. Welcome to the show, Chez. Thanks so much, Rick. Happy to be here. Yeah, good to chat with you. So let's start first with how you got interested in travel or adventure travel or both. Uh, it started with the outdoor industry, actually. Okay. I um, was working in environmental nonprofits, found out that you could work for places like the American Hiking Society or the American Alpine Club, and got into working with those organizations, which allowed me to fall in love with the outdoor industry. And from there, a friend of mine had taken over an adventure travel association. So I worked for him uh-huh. to get that spun up uh, over nine years. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, family travel and now tracks and trails. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, you were with ATTA for a long time. You had a couple of different roles, right? Yeah, I was there uh, for about nine years at the Adventure Travel Trade Association, and yeah. that was a fantastic introduction to the travel industry. It's mm-hmm. really that sweet spot where the outdoor industry and travel really cross over really nicely. Right. Um, so that was a really nice bridge into a more general travel with family travel. Now, really kind of back to more a little bit more adventure, soft adventure travel with tracks and trails. Yeah, very exciting. And um, how did the tracks and trails uh, role come about? Had you been... Did they pursue you? Did you pursue them? Obviously, you're, you know, you do that kind of travel, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like so many things. It's all about relationships, and I right. had met the owner uh, several years ago through the ATTA, mm-hmm. and then he realized that joining the FTA, the Family Travel Association, made sense. And so he and I would just see each other at events and just kept talking and talking, and conversations kept building until he realized that it'd be a a good idea for his company to hopefully a good idea for him to bring me on board. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a great idea. I'm sure you'll do great things. That's my intent. Thank yeah. You. Awesome. What was your first exposure to the outdoors? How'd you get into the outdoor stuff? Were you, were, um, I think we were talking at one of these events. Weren't you an Eagle Scout? No. no oh, okay. My brother was an Eagle Scout. Okay. I got into football. Oh, into, uh, interesting. Football and played football in college and then got out of college and was sort of like, what do I do? And I got into uh, the outdoor industry because of the United States Supreme Court. <laughs> one of my college buddies, uh, I moved to D.C. with some college buddies. One of them got a job, uh, a real entry-level job at the U.S. Supreme Court. Wow. And I worked at the U.S. Supreme Court with him for about a year. And I've got all sorts of stories about I have literally played hoops with Clarence Thomas. Wow. I, you know, talked, hung out with Sandra Day O'Connor and talked to her about uh, witnessing the first atomic bomb ever, Holy first cow. test one, because yeah. she lived in Arizona at the time. You know, I've got all these great Supreme Court stories, but yeah, I left the court. One of my colleagues. What there, did you? Sorry, wife, w- sorry. What did you do for the court? What was your role there? Uh, it's a pretty interesting role. Um, so the uh, marshal, the, the marshal of the Supreme Court, oversees kind of the operations of the building, and mm-hmm. under that uh, department, 
um, we were Marshall's office aides. Okay. We were really this kind of catch all. We, uh, go for kind of this catch all thing. Totally. Totally. <laughs> um, we drove cars back and forth. Uh, you know, we delivered the mail, wow. but we also sat up on the benches during cases. I ran oh, the soundboard, wow. uh, during cases and things like that. We'd seat people. Uh, some of us would literally help the justices on with their robes and all this other wow, stuff. Wow. Very interesting. So yeah. it was a fascinating experience. I'll and bet. everybody there, with our all young people looking to go to law school, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got into uh, environmental nonprofits. Mm. Years, a few years later, though, one of my former colleagues at the Supreme Court, he said his wife was working at American Hiking Society and they needed some development help. Yeah. They needed a development manager. Uh-huh. And that, that's where I said, wait, there's an organization <laughs> that's all about hiking yeah, right. and I can work there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they'll pay so me? Wow. <laughs> Sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, then I got to American Hiking Society, three great years with those guys. Then wow. the American Alpine Club, three years with them. Then uh, Winter Wildlands Alliance, uh, about three years with them. Uh, then took a little trip to Iraq with the Army National Guard, mm-hmm. came back and started working at ATTA. Awesome. That's great. So you had a you have a different track into the outdoor adventure travel industry. That's great because I think a lot of people – listening to this may not know, and those of us that have been in the biz know it, but a lot of folks don't realize there are many ways to get into this industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I certainly had my my retail floor time, you know, working at REI in DC and Boston and and mm -hmm. things like that. And Mm -hmm. that was always part of the mix. That was my first attempt to try and figure out how do I could get really into the industry. Mm -hmm. And most people, I think, look at the brand's uh, look at the obvious things, you know, right. the, the magazines and, and kind of the higher profile elements of the outdoor industry. Right. But yeah, there's always things like associations and nonprofits and stuff too. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about Tracks and Trails. There, uh, you said mentioned Soft Adventure. I think I was checking out their website. They rent RVs where you can get an RV and go tour the Southwest if you want. Yeah. So focused on uh, Western national parks, okay. primarily in the U.S., but also in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just a fantastic, I, I like to call it a gateway drug to the outdoors. Yeah. Um, because it's uh, it's not huge RVs by any means. It's nice, smaller, class C RVs. Oh, perfect. So still really appointed, well-appointed and comfortable, but you're not driving the big Mondo giant <laughs> RV around. Right. Um, the bus. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, and the secret sauce is that Tracks and Trails really plans it all out for somebody. Oh, they, uh, they do all the reservations. Sure, they reserve the RV for you, but also all the campsite reservations, wow. any additional excursions, a day of whitewater rafting, a day oh, of horseback cool. riding. Huh. But So once you go to pick up your RV, you're handed a binder, mm-hmm. and the binder has everything you need in it. Not just driving instructions, mm-hmm. but then also things like, uh, here's, your, here's your shopping list. And yeah, the King Supers oh. is down here and the organic market is another half mile down there. Oh, excellent. And if you haven't built a fire before, here's instructions. If wow. you haven't made s'mores before, <laughs> here's instructions. Excellent. So it's a great opportunity for somebody, like I said, um, who's maybe interested in getting in the outdoors, maybe interested in kind of checking things out, right. uh, but doesn't want to jump into like tent camping quite yet. Right. It's, right. a, it's just a nice entry point for them to, to hopefully get hooked. That's a great concierge service almost. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, yeah, just hand delivered. You go show up and go on vacation and it's, you know, <laughs> exactly. it's not, it's not done for you. You have to do the things, but that's great. That's a great way to educate people and expose folks. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a nice, nice sort of midpoint between just diving in head first yeah. and having a, having a, just enough instruction and guidance to, to let you do it yourself. Right. Perfect. Now you, you have an RV, right? You have a trailer, don't you? 
Got a trailer. Got a little yeah. R-Pod. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen photos of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a great way to travel, isn't it? You can uh, sleep out, out of the rain and wind. <laughs> well, like, like a lot of people, <laughs> you know, there's the evolution of the outdoors person. You know, we started out hardcore backpackers <laughs> and, and everything, and we're, you know, loving it, sleeping on the ground and, uh, you know, doing all sorts of stuff in national parks and volunteer vacations and building trail and all that stuff. And then as you get a little older, you get the kids, you evolve to car camping. You get a little more and, creaky in the bones. You want something a little softer. <laughs> exactly. And then one day my, my wife, who's, you know, a long time, uh, outdoor industry person too, she was just like, that's it. I'm not sleeping on the floor. <laughs> so now nice. we've got this sweet little R pod that's all pimped out with, uh, nice beds and a tiny little, tiny little toilet and, yeah. uh, you know, hot water and air conditioning and all that crazy stuff. Wow. Nice. And you can cook inside if the weather's nasty. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah very cool. So what's your perspective on the travel industry? How have you seen it evolve over the past 10 years or so, and where do you think it's going? The thing I'm really excited about um, is just uh, certainly the millennials seem to have a deeper passion uh, for travel Mm -hmm. than we had seen before. And and I think that's part of a shift just with people in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a long time, our society, the, the version of success for an individual was that you went out and you accumulated a lot of things, right. a big house, lots of cars, maybe a boat. Yeah. What was, uh, a point, what was that movie? Greed is good. Yeah, that was exactly. Yeah. Um, then at a certain point, people realize that these things are also burdensome, mm-hmm. that they have to take care of them and manage them. And all those things require more money and or more time. So we started to like the travel industry as a whole has become more experiential getting away from, uh, sort of the fly and flop vacations, <laughs> where you fly and you lie by a pool somewhere, then you fly home. Right. You know, they want to get out. They want to experience the culture. They want to be active. They want to do outdoors things. And we're just seeing the millennials coming up who are even more focused on this really much more about accumulating experiences and not so much the stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're starting to see some, some small spikes. Um, I wouldn't say, I shouldn't say spikes. Um, some, certainly some notable growth with millennials and how much more they travel, how Mm -hmm. much more they get outside they're not at a point yet where they have a lot of disposable income, yeah. but they're still making it work. Yeah. They still get out regardless of the, the income necessary. They go, there's a lot more folks, you know, we see out here in the West in Bishop, we see a lot more backpackers and I think you see a lot more folks, you know, just traipsing through Europe. You're right. That's uh, mm-hmm. way more experiential. Mm-hmm. The venture travel industry, you know, so back, they're just seeing a big growth in participants. So that's awesome. And I think the the participants right. also, care deeply about the land, right? There's a lot more interest in preserving public lands. We've seen an upswell in that, which is fantastic. Well, that's that's the beauty of it. I mean, you know, we're all concerned about sort of the tipping point, particularly with places like national parks in terms of some of them getting overrun or at least feeling overrun, oftentimes around the visitor center. Anybody who's a real outdoors person knows particularly in national park, once you get uh, into the back country, you can generally have the place to yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in terms of carrying capacity, you know, there's obviously a concern and there needs to be a balance there. The flip side of that, though, is to get really people really passionate about the outdoors and the environment is you have to get them there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, if yeah. if someone like a Tracks and Trails can get, say, a New York attorney who's never been outside before, uh, get them into a national park and blow their minds, they're going to go back to New York and say, that place is special. That was amazing. Yeah, what, first right, of all, right. what else is out there? What else can I do? Right. And two, I want to make sure that I can take care of that because I want my kids to be able to have that exact same experience. Right, right. And I think people are, you know, discovering the public lands as well. Like we have a lot of BLM land 
and Forest Service land, you know, they call it dispersed camping in the in the Owens Valley there. And you see a lot more people there. I've noticed it in the last two years than I've seen in the last 10. You know, they're parked in down some dirt road with their trailer or motorhome. And they're, you know, they have a little Jeep where they go traipsing around during the days. And it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many gems out there with state parks. I right. Mean, certainly, mm-hmm. you know, there's fantastic Forest Service land. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, even some city parks, depending on where you are, can, mm-hmm. can provide a, a really pretty fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. I was just up in Ithaca. Um, uh, Ithaca, New York, mm-hmm. and they've got these fantastic. It, it, the place is full of waterfalls. It was oh, wow. waterfalls over the place. Interesting. And they have these fantastic local parks there that you know are just great for just like a short little hike uh-huh. or a mountain bike ride. You know, some of them you can camp in. Yeah. Uh, so even down to municipal level, you're, there, there's always some gems out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. So was that your most recent adventure, Ithaca? Um, no, I was actually at a conference in uh, Argentina, oh, Salta, right. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a tricky time for us. My wife was with her company in Madagascar for three weeks. Wow. We overlapped at home for literally 18 hours. <laughs> then I flew to a conference in uh, Salta, Argentina, and uh, then directly to another conference that was on a actually a, a cruise ship out of uh, Orlando, Oh, uh, a family travel conference. Oh, wow. So you've been busy with the conference life these last few weeks. Yeah, then was home for four days, and then uh, AOR, uh, Association of Outdoor Recreation Educators, uh, <laughs> uh, hit that one. But uh, th- things are quiet now. That's uh, good. So, what was your wood. what was your most recent camping adventure with the family? Uh, you know, we've been doing uh, just kind of local stuff here in the Midwest. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm based in Cincinnati, and uh, uh, so it's just a, a lot of nice little spots just to get away very quickly. We mm-hmm. organize an annual camping trip with our kids school and oh, we just cool, take over fun. a loop yeah we take over a loop of a local state park you know, it's 40 <laughs> minutes away so it's uh-huh. readily accessible or if you've got a kid who's sick or if you forgot something you can even just drive home <laughs> but again you know it's just one of those one of those things where you know locally even in the midwest which i know a lot of people in the outdoor industry look down upon because you know they're either from the coast of the rockies which mm. are fantastic mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's still places to get away here and still have a great outdoor experience. Great places to get away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some beautiful spots. And do you have a, an adventure planned? What's next for you guys? Uh, well, you know, working in the travel industry, one of the benefits is that you get to take your own trips once in a while. Mm-hmm. You've got to know your product just like sure. any, any other industry. Right. And so we are planning a tracks and trails adventure. We're doing the Mount Rushmore uh, trip in South Dakota. Yeah, oh, fun. Um, with an add-on uh, for Badlands National Park, and uh, yeah, really excited about that. So that that'll be fantastic. Cool. And, and we've got uh, three relatively young little girls. So anytime we can get them to some place like uh, another, another new national park and blow their mind a little <laughs> bit more, <laughs> we're right. psyched. <laughs> awesome. That's that's great. What are the outdoor yeah. activities do you guys participate in? Do you, haul, do you haul? Yeah. <laughs> do you haul a lot of uh, bikes and paddleboards and stuff with you, or uh, the not bikes, so much? the paddleboards? You know, there's there's pretty fantastic. This is an unknown thing about the Midwest. There's some pretty fantastic biking in the mm-hmm. Midwest. Mm-hmm. The state of Ohio is uh, working on a plan to link their bike paths so that you can oh. you can bike the entire length of the state, which is pretty sizable. Wow. Um, yeah. So a lot of good bike paths and, uh, you know, stand-up paddleboard you can put in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the skiing is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not that many mountains so back there. <laughs> I'm, I'm jonesing for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the the good news is is working with tracks and trails. They're based in uh, in Grand Junction, Colorado. So oh. I'll be forced to go to Colorado a lot and that's, have to ski there, I guess. That's too bad. 
I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) Me (laughs) too. I'm pretty bummed. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And you guys fish and do that kind of stuff too? Um, we don't really, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the latest thing that we started doing is, uh, my wife loves the water and she loves warm. And at a certain point, there's actually a great company I've done some work with in the past called kids sea camp. Mm. Um, they do scuba vacations for entire families. They teach, uh, the little ones all the way up and you can get an 11 year old kid on up certified in scuba. Wow. And so, uh, Sally, my wife, uh, I introduced her to scuba via kids sea camp and now she's all about that. When she was in Madagascar, she did a little diving there. Very cool. So we might have some more diving adventures in our future too. That sounds good. Well, we'll put a link to all that stuff in the show notes. Awesome. Um, yeah. And what about some nonprofit work that you do? I know you work with a couple of nonprofits, correct? Uh, when I can, certainly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah Sally's uh, gotten back into the nonprofit uh, side of things. She was in travel, but she's taking a new job with a local nonprofit here. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm continuing my work with Family Travel Association on their board. Awesome. Um, yeah, and always, uh, you know, always still passionate about nonprofits and the mission, their mission. Uh, so always interested in, in, you know, ways that we could help people in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, do you have any suggestions or advice for folks wanting to either get into a travel career or grow a travel career if they're already in? You know, the, a secret of the travel industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> here you go, folks. Be, you heard it here first. Not, no secret anymore. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, travel agents are booming. Oh, I have um, heard that. Yeah, this is something that uh, with the rise of the internet, everyone said, all these sort of jobs are going to go away. And here's an example, travel agents. Yeah, yeah. Well, the opposite has happened. We can all book all of our own trips now. Great. But now we're also all overwhelmed with information. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's information um, overload. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. And so to, you know, a lot of them are getting away from the name travel agent because they really feel like they're more a travel advisor. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to know you. They get to know your family or your friends or whatever. They get to know what you're looking for for travel. Um and they can plan it for you. Right. And generally, it's either entirely or almost entirely free. Some of them have a, a planning fee mm-hmm. um, just in case they don't want you, say, poaching their itineraries if they work for, with you and give mm-hmm. you a whole itinerary. Right. And you go book it yourself. That's that's bad for everybody. Right. Um, and the reason, But the reason why I bring all this up is because these guys are, you know, with millennials starting to travel more. To have millennial travel agents, to have younger travel agents. Out oh, there. yeah, yeah. Travel agencies are psyched about that. They okay. love young travel agents. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, travel agents, they get a bad rap because there are a lot of bad ones out there. But that just means that the industry embraces the good ones that much more. Yeah, if you can so separate to, yourself, yeah. Absolutely. So a fantastic way to get into the travel industry. And in particular, if someone thinks that they're a blogger or they want to be a blogger or they want to be a travel writer, they can do both Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that they can set up a blog and say, Hey, look, I'm blogging. I just went to this great place. Look, I went to Salta, Argentina. It's amazing. Why not have a button at the bottom that says, if you want to book this trip, call me now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also becoming more like concierge. And one of the perks is that you can, you have to obviously take, like you said earlier, take these trips to go experience and see what it's like. And, you know, that way you can speak from expertise. Have you been there? I've done that. This is why it's cool. You got photos. So there are a lot Absolutely. of perks. If, if you've, if you've been there, done that, and you know the product, yeah, you can sell it a lot better. Exactly. You yeah. know, the, the, the equivalent of, uh, swag and pro deals for the travel industry is yeah. the fam tour, yeah. the familiarization tour. And that's where an agent or a writer, uh, is taken to a destination shown around, um, 
you have a great time. Yeah. They overfeed and overdrink you. <laughs> Overserve. <laughs> um, All across over the board. Serve, thank you. Thank you. Because uh, they want to blow your mind. Yeah, um, yeah. And honestly, they can be kind of intense because they pack so much into such a short trip right. that it's just like, all right, let's go see this. Let's go check that out. Let's go experience it. Let's go do zip lines. Okay, you've done that. Let's go stand up paddleboards. Right. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of travel agents out there that do nothing but sell Disney and cruises and good for them doing that thing. But more and more, you're also starting to see these specialist travel agents arising. And so adventure travel is certainly one that, a, that an agent could specialize in and uh or you know a certain region if you're passionate about latin america mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you yeah. can specialize in latin america um mm-hmm. so there's all sorts of different opportunities out there and then there are uh in terms of pursuing a travel agent um uh, a job either as a full-time job or an add-on to what you're currently doing and then there are consortia like uh, travel leaders is one oh interesting um where somebody can you know become a travel agent through them mm-hmm. Um, or just basically have a, a national network that will help you do things like setting up your website and, and it immediately mm-hmm. gives you a much more professional presence rather than just saying like, hi, I'm Chez, I'm now a travel agent, yeah. buy stuff from me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you've got a whole network of information that you can tap into there. Yeah, that's excellent. And is there also opportunity to become trip leaders? So some of these, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's another good uh, avenue into the travel side of things. If, mm-hmm. if you're like, say, a passionate biker, mm-hmm. if you're, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people in, a, in the climbing community, you know, they know how to become a guide. They're probably all guides themselves. Or yeah, at some no point. Guides. Yeah, right. That's how you break into it, right? You become a guide, like a river guide, and then you, you decide that you're wanting to take the next step. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, and that's just it. So you can become a seasonal guide. Um, you know, find a company that specializes in, in what your passion is and what you know well and what you can do well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the key there is that if you're an introverted person or you don't have great people skills, don't go that route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, yeah. you know, if, if you're that person, you've got that personality and yeah, you're passionate about a, a certain sport. Yeah. There's probably a tour operator out there running trips focused on that sport. Yeah. Find them become a seasonal guide and then start to work your way up coming back year after year, you know, showing good progress, showing interest in the backside of the business um, and start to get into the tour operator business that way. And by the way, if you're out there and you're passionate about your sport, and you don't find a tour operator that's running that sport. Bingo. Maybe you should start doing that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That light should start flashing loud and bright. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, is that how you got started? Did you do any of that? Were you a, you were, you weren't a travel agent a or anything, weren't you? Were you a guide? No, I wasn't. Um, but, but the other thing about uh, being a travel agent is that uh, I'm technically a travel agent now yeah. because I've, I've created a partnership with a local travel agency. Got you. Um, and anybody can do this honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that even if you're not going to pursue a travel agency as a full-time profession, mm-hmm. um, but let's say if you travel a lot and people are constantly coming to you and saying, Hey, you travel, where do I go in Chile? Mm, where do I right, go in Alaska? Mm, right. You keep telling people the same thing over and over again. And by the way, book this hotel and take this flight and everything else. Yeah. You can sign an agreement. You can become a, an independent contractor for a local travel agency. Oh, interesting. Uh, you direct your friends to that agency mm-hmm. with all that information that you give them anyways. Mm-hmm. If they book through that agency, you get a cut of it. You get a commission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so why not? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, a lot of us travel a, a ton. So that's a great way to exactly you know, connect in that, that arena. Um, do you have any daily routines that you use to keep your sanity, like meditation or exercise, play with the kids? I'm sure. Um, CrossFit. 
Oh yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I mentioned I used to play football. So to go toss around some heavy weights and do stupid things with tires once in a while <laughs> helps yeah. keep me sane. Yeah. Um, I wish I was doing more meditating and stretching. Uh, I need that more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, haven't yet, haven't found time for that yet with the, the kids and everything else. Yeah. It's funny. Those I'm the same. I played football and I don't, that stretching and yoga. I'd love to do yoga, but I just cannot get into it. I, I don't know what it is. Us, us ball sports guys seems to, Want to throw stuff it's, around and hit stuff <laughs> and knock people over? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's in our it's in our core. It's in something. Our DNA. Yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any favorite books, or do you give books as gifts very often? I, I love to read. I've always been passionate. I'm, I'm a recovering English major. Ah, um, nice. And do you reading. do you do you read or do you listen to Audible? How do you digest? Oh, anything I can. All of the above. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we have access to so much these days. Right, I'm trying right. to. I'm uh, still trying to work my way through uh, Team Arrivals, which I've wanted to read forever. So mm-hmm. I'm working on that currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's so many just great podcasts and everything else out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, oftentimes it's things like my daughter's trying to recommend things to me. You know, <laughs> I, I can't remember the latest title that they're like, Dad, you got to read this book with me. And I'm like, that'd be amazing. I want to read your book that otherwise I would have no interest in with you. <laughs> but of course, it's it's just finding the time. Time. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a favorite book? Ulysses, yeah, mm, okay, yeah, by Joyce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just blew my mind when I opened that up in college. I, I kept thinking, why is literature not more like art? Where's the modern art of literature? And mm. then I felt like when I opened that book and it was all stream of consciousness and, and everything else, it's like, oh, wow, here it is. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, blew my mind. Yeah, awesome. I'll put a link to that. Um, how about some favorite apps? We're all using apps these days. You must have a fair amount of travel apps that you use, yeah? Yeah, one of my favorites is TripIt. Oh, okay. Um, it's a it's a great way to bring together all your itineraries. Uh, you know, particularly if you're if you're an FIT, a mm-hmm. fully independent traveler, and you're mm-hmm. booking all your own travel. You might say have a flight on one airline to New York, and then you're changing because you're saving money and you're flying to London, then to Scotland, then you're getting a hotel for the night or Airbnb, and then you're on a ferry. You can take all those itineraries, all those confirmations, email them to your email address at TripIt, and TripIt puts it all into an itinerary oh, start to finish for you. Nice. Um, and it's all accessible there on your phone. And of course you can always upgrade to get, you know, more additional features and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, a great, great little app. Just for example, uh, even on the airline's own apps, I've never found a way to easily just find out how long is this flight? Yeah. It says when I take off yeah. <laughs> and then when I land in another time zone. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't say 10 hours, 15 minutes somewhere. Yeah. Don't sure make, it does that for you. I'm busy. Don't make me do the math. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trip there are apps for that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Any others? Great. Um, not really. You know, yeah. nothing else that stands out. There, there are plenty out there for sure. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's one of my big ones for sure. Yeah, there's you can get lost in the app world for sure. Yeah. Yes, certainly. Um, anything you want to say to or ask of our audience? Um. Travel more. Travel more. Get out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Get out there. Yeah. Awesome. Good. You know, I, I, I might say that, you know, for, for outdoor folks, uh, you know, if you haven't yet, certainly look abroad. Uh, it's a fantastically amazing world out there. Mm-hmm. So many great destinations. Um, yeah. If all your buddies are going to Patagonia, hey, that's awesome. Go there. But, yeah. you know, it, there's, there's a lot of other things to be had. And I think this is a progression you see in the outdoor industry, too, where you've got young indestructible people who get into like, you know, hardcore stuff like climbing and uh, maybe like a hardcore paddling and stuff like that. As you get older, you might be slowing down a little bit. 
as you get older still, that's where I've started to see a lot of people in the industry uh, really start to get into travel. And mm-hmm. that's where you can really go experience the cultures of a place. Don't yeah. just land in a place like Chile, run to the mountains, climb your face off and leave. Right. Look around a little bit. Right. You know, stay in the lowlands. Go explore different different parts. Uh, get to know the local peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, so and maybe travel a little bit more deeply too. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to pull the trigger on those, those, uh, unknown places. I mean, I'll give another shout out. I love Namibia oh, okay. in Africa, uh-huh. uh, right next to, used to be part of South Africa. Right. Um, this place is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's all sorts of amazing wildlife and creatures you'll see there. Right. Uh, Norway, stunning, yeah, stunning awesome. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's so much out there, even within our own country. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're fortunate to to live in a, a big, diverse uh, country here. And there's also Canada, you know, the Canadian Rockies. Mm-hmm. I could go on. Mexico, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and don't always hear, don't always believe what you read in the news either, because you know, oftentimes some of these places that the local news is blowing up about some event that happened. It's like an event that happened in America, right? Something happened in LA where you don't not go to LA. If something happened in Turkey, yeah, exactly. you don't need to not go to Turkey. You know, I mean. So, yeah, when the uh, when the U.S. news was full of reports of how terrible Mexico was, and the State Department was saying uh, putting up travel warnings, don't go to Mexico. Yeah, you know, even with the horrible things that were happening in places like Juarez and beheadings and everything, that was all almost entirely along the northern border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a conference um, down in the southern part of Mexico, uh, in uh, I'm blanking on the name of the state, but uh, San Cristobal de las Casas was the town. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And it was fantastic. It was wonderful. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, not a not a lick of any problems going on there. So, right, yeah, right, right. Um, I mean, do your homework. Listen you to those warnings. Do yeah, your, do, your homework. do your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah do your homework. You don't yeah. want to walk into a war, potential war zone. But at the same time, I was in Istanbul uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and it was totally fine. And the people, what what I always find is the people are just like us, right? They, it's a different culture and a different language, and they eat some different food, but they, they want the same things we want out of life and they're great exactly. to hang out with and great to talk with. So yeah, go experience that. That's- well, that's one of the things too about, uh, you know, this particular audience, anytime you've got a real outdoors person, a real adventure traveler, uh, you know, so many of these country, uh, countries depend on tourism right. uh, income. Right. It is, uh, it's a large part of their, their national income and their economy. And I like to call it kind of the Robin Hood effect, where we're we're taking rich people, bring them to a, a maybe more impoverished country. Yeah. We all go there, we spend money, we have a great time, and then we support the local economy. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's just something to, to to think about as you get out there. Is that uh, you know you're also helping that just kind of that global economy too. Yeah, exactly. You're helping the locals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, great advice. And uh, where's the best place for people to find you? Email, Twitter, Facebook. What's Yes. All the above. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All the above. Okay. Um, yeah. Just uh, Chez Chezak, uh, C-H-E-S-A-K on Facebook. Yep. Um, I'm a little bit on Twitter, mostly on Facebook. Okay. Facebook. All right. We'll, we'll put your email there and we'll link to, you want your, which email would you like people to reach out to you at? Um, yeah, you can do Chez at tracks-trails.com. Okay. Perfect. We'll put that in there. Great. Well, thanks for the time, Chez. I appreciate it. And, my, my pleasure, Rick. Uh, congrats on the new job. I look look forward to hearing more. Thanks. All right, bud. Take it easy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. I've used Audible for many years now. I'm on the road a lot, and Audible allows me to enjoy the great books I discover or are recommended by friends. 
Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash theoutdoorbizpodcast. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Start your 30-day free trial with Audible today. If you want more of the Outdoor Biz Podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher or go to theoutdoorbizpodcast.com where you find all the episodes, show notes, and much, much more. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Outdoor Biz Podcast, Twitter at Rick underscore Says, that's S-A-E-Z, and my email is rick at theoutdoorbizpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and all the support, and a huge shout out to all my guests, and until next time, be sure to make time to get outside. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 